Welcome to podcast number 199 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Today we're going to complete this series dealing with faith. And the title of today's podcast is Why Faith, Prayer, and Good Works Produce Results. So let's go to prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Father, we thank you once again just for who you are, Lord, more than anything else, Lord. And we pray now that you would guide and direct me in this podcast. And I pray that you'd open up the ears of those who are listening in today, that they would be blessed, that they would receive an anointing of greater faith, a greater desire to pray, and an understanding of good works in order to see great results in their prayer time. I pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would come in and take control now and take charge and help me to speak on the topics I should speak and to speak about the scriptures in the way you would have me to talk. And I just believe that today you're going to do something very special in the lives of those who are listening in. Thank you once again for this series. We've done about 20 messages on faith. I thank you for each and every one of them and bless this particular one as we wrap up this series. I'll thank you for it in advance because I believe something very special will take place today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In my last podcast, I announced that podcast number 199 would be called Faith is the Breakthrough in Our Prayers. But as I was studying and preparing, I felt the Holy Spirit lead me to change the topic. The material is very similar, but the topic of today's message is why faith, prayer, and good works produce results. So my goal in this particular podcast is to help us grow in our faith. This is not intended to challenge anyone's faith, whether they're strong or not. As we go through this podcast, we will see how faith, prayer, and good works produce great results. Now I ask that we will all submit our thoughts to the Holy Spirit. Let Him speak into our heart and into our mind and help us understand what we need to learn in order to have greater results in our prayers and faith. Let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, we need you so greatly. We need the leading of the Holy Spirit. We put aside our thoughts and ideas for prayer and faith. We yield to you, Holy Spirit. Bring forth your thoughts, your ways. Help us, Lord, to expand and increase our faith. Help our prayers to be led by you. We want to have effective, fervent prayers that through faith will accomplish much. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you are completely satisfied with the results of your prayers, you may not feel that you even need this podcast. However, I don't think that's how any of us feel. If you want to have your desire to pray increase, and if you want your faith to increase to see extraordinary results, then get ready. I believe the Lord wants all of us to experience what we have read in his word. How he gives us instructions on how to increase our faith and have greater results. I'm going to read a scripture found in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14 through 21. But before I read that scripture, I need to explain what Paul is talking about in Ephesians chapter 3 verses 1 through 13 without reading all that. You see, Paul is telling the people in Ephesus about his calling to win the Gentiles into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. This was a big challenge because the Pharisees and the powerful leaders, religious leaders of the day, would be doing everything they could to stop Paul. They wanted to kill Paul and to silence his teachings. So in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, Paul is telling the people of Ephesus, and then of course that's relating to us today, that we need to increase our faith, prayers, and good works. This new church needed to grow spiritually. They really needed to grow. They were very immature and they hadn't really experienced the fullness of God's power in their lives. And sadly, that's the way it is in a lot of churches today. 
and they relied on Paul's teaching. With the help of the Holy Spirit, they were starting to grow, and they certainly had a great desire to grow even greater. As I read these verses in Ephesians, let them speak to you. Let them speak to your heart and to your mind and help you to understand the confidence you can have in your relationship with Christ and the power that you can experience in your prayer life and your faith. These verses could begin a great work in all of us. They can take us into a higher level of prayer and faith and understand what works are all about. So now let's look at Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. This section of Ephesians chapter 3, which way, by the way, I'll be reading in the New Living Translation, this section has to deal with Paul's prayer for spiritual growth. Now, when I think of all this, Paul says, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. Now there's a bunch of verses that I could preach a whole bunch of messages on. If I was pastoring a church, honestly, I wouldn't even use that whole thing just for one message. There's several very important points in there that Paul is leading us in to give us a stronger understanding of how we should grow in the Lord. You see, God loves us so much. And when Paul tries to describe it, he, he's really searching for words to describe it. He says, in verse 18. Listen to this. He's trying to describe the Holy Spirit, trying to describe God and his love for us. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should. Listen to this. How wide? Okay, there's no limit to God. How long? It it just continues throughout our life. How high? There's no limit to the blessings he can give us and how deep his, his love is. Now, if we start to understand that, we'll start to understand how much God wants us to grow in our faith, to grow in our prayer life, to grow in our time communicating with him. The Lord wants us to talk to him. He wants us to go to him constantly. And Paul says the only way we're going to grow spiritually basically is to understand who God is. We serve a God without limitations. Our God has unlimited power, unlimited sources to bring forth great power and great prayer times and great times of faith and great results in our prayers. He has all the power to make that happen if we truly understand who we serve. You know, we don't just serve a God who may or may not listen to us, and we don't serve a God who someday may decide, well, he just doesn't care for us anymore, he doesn't like us anymore, so he'll go bless someone else. That's not the God that we love. When we give our hearts to Christ, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, God the Father then comes into our life, and he becomes our spiritual father. He becomes our father. And a father wants to teach his children. He wants to help his children. He wants to be there for for his children, and that's the God that we serve. So I'm kind of spending a little more time on this because it's so important that we grasp this because Paul says in here, Christians need to understand this. He says, and though it's difficult to understand about God's power and his love, but they need to understand that because if we do, we will experience the love of Christ. And it's it's really and amazing to think that God loved us so much that he gave his son for us, that gave of life, the life of his son for us. And yet he 
then still had enough love for us and enough mercy for us and enough grace for us to forgive us of our sins and to remove our sins from from us as far as the east is from the west and they'll never be remembered again. That's the God that we serve. When we get that into our heart, we get that into our mind, we get that into our thinking, then it'll pour over into our prayer time, our times where we need faith to believe, and we will see greater results in our times of prayer and needing faith to reach out to others and even ourselves. So my prayer today is that many will better understand, have a greater understanding of how faith, prayer, and good works produce great results. There are many ways I could attempt to help Christians experience greater results in their prayers. I could refer you to reading books, to go out and get videos and listen to them, to go listen to great sermons, to go to Bible studies and all these things, and they would all be good, and that would be a good source. But the best and longest lasting way to learn about faith, prayer, with great works is to read about them in God's Word and see what the Holy Spirit inspired the writers of this Bible to say in order to give us strength some 2,000 years after Jesus left this earth. So then let's look a little deeper into the Word of God and find some scriptures and talk about them and see how they can help us. One of my favorite scriptures on faith, prayer, and good works is found in James chapter 2, verses 14 through 24. And it's a powerful teaching, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. But in order to experience great results in our prayers, we must understand that prayers need help. Faith needs help, and understanding what works have to do with great results is definitely needed in our life. So let's look at James chapter 2, verses 14 through 24 in the New Living Translation. Allow me to read it to you. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? And I could stop there and talk, but I'll come back to that maybe in a moment. Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye, and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? Verse 17. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. See, that's why I mentioned earlier that faith needs help. So you see that faith, he says, by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. So that's an interesting statement, isn't it? What it's saying is that God's not saying that faith is bad and that faith is dead. He's just saying that faith needs action. It needs works. It needs something to be done. If we say, I'm going to pray for someone, then we pray for them. Don't tell someone you're in our prayers and not put them in your prayers because that's not the true operation of faith. Faith is saying, I'm going to pray for you. That's faith. But then doing it, taking the action to do that, then it's completed. And then faith then receives the power that God wants to give it. Verse 18, now someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds, but I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. So once again, here James is talking. He's saying, look, I'll show you what faith is all about. Now he's not boasting or bragging. He's just saying faith requires good deeds to go along with it. You say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. This is verse 19. Good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? You see, it's interesting how James is really right to the point. That's why I like reading in the New Living Translation because it makes it, you feel like you're having a conversation that you're listening to James right in person and he's expressing how he feels because he says basically, good for you. He says, even the demons believe this. So it's so important we understand that we need to do more than just say that we're going to do something for someone. We need to actually take that action. It says, verse 20, how foolish, can't you 
see that faith without good deeds is useless. Verse 21, don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions work together. Boy, that's a great example, isn't it? His actions made his faith complete. You see, Abraham was told, remember, I'll remind you of the story, Abraham was told to sacrifice his son to the Lord. So Abraham took his only son, he took him down the road up on a mountain and basically said, okay, Lord, that's what you want me to do. And he raised the knife and because God wanted to sacrifice and as he raised the knife to kill his son, he had faith and he was going to go take it into actions. But I believe deep inside of him, he believed God's not going to make that happen, but I'm just going to follow the leading of God and do what he's told me to do. But then God stopped him. He provided another sacrifice and Abraham did not have to sacrifice his son Isaac. This is in verse 23. And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God, and God granted him as righteous because of his faith. Now look at that. Boy, what a wonderful verse that is. God counted Abraham as being a righteous man because he had faith, and because his faith had actions that he was going to move forward and do what God called him to do. It says here that he was even called the friend of God. And that's a pretty powerful thing to think about, that God looked at Abraham and loved him so dearly that he was known as a friend of God. In verse 24, So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. So earlier in this, before I read this scripture, I made a statement that our prayers need help, our faith needs help, and we need to have a better understanding of what works have to do. Well, here's a very good example of how faith needed help. Faith needed help, and that help came in the form of taking action, doing what we say we're going to do. And it's important, and maybe if nothing else, in this particular lesson that we learn from this scripture, that when we say we're going to do something by faith, we actually do it. We carry it forward, and God will bless it, and then God will call us his friend. And uh, it's interesting when I use the name friend, it's kind of awkward for me. It seems unusual because my last name is a friend. It kind of reminds me of when I met my wife one day and I said, my name is David Friend. And she said, yeah, right. And I think it's comical because a lot of people, even to this day, kid around with me that my last name is Friend. But it's uh, a name that I'm proud of and one that I'd be very proud of because I'm called a friend of God. And what an amazing blessing that is to me. And so are you. If we just walk in faith and then take action with our faith, God will, Bible says, he will look at you as being righteous. Okay, let's move on. There's another scripture that I have often used in my sermons when I preached, when I pastored for so many years. It always received a good response from the congregation. But what concerned me was whether the church really understood what this scripture means. So the scripture is found in James chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. So I'm going to read that to you. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, James chapter 5, verse 13. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Now, this is a whole bunch of words on prayer and how prayer needs help. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. By the way, prayer and praises go together. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith, listen to this, such a prayer now offered in faith, they go together, they help each other, will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. 
Verse 16, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. The the verse in there that I think sometimes our congregations don't understand is verse 16. Confess your sins to each other. We should look at each other and and say, I'm sorry, but I've sinned. Would you pray with me? And I just pray that I'll pray with you and we'll just get closer to God. And there's nothing wrong with that. Matter of fact, I believe the most wonderful thing we can do one of the most exciting things we can do as a Christian is to pray with another believer and exercise their faith. And our faith is being exercised and our faith is being helped by praying with someone else. And our prayers are being helped by by praying openly with other people. So confess your sins to each other, basically your faults is what we're saying, and pray for each other so that you may be healed. We've got to get our minds cleared and our hearts cleared so that God can work and heal our bodies. Listen to this, the earnest prayer. That means a a genuine prayer, a right, proper prayer of a righteous person. That means a person following God, serving God, not a perfect person, but a person who is following God, who's living a godly life, who's following the word of God, who's attending church, person who is having fellowship with believers, uh, is a person going to a church regularly and being in fellowship with other believers, a person reading the word of God, praying and seeking God and helping others, person who is righteous has great power and produces wonderful results. So now all this goes together. Prayer is a wonderful thing to have, but it needs faith. Faith is a wonderful thing to have, but it needs prayer. And then prayer and faith need works or actions. And so therefore, if we want to have great results in our prayer life, in our step of faith, we need to see that they all go together. Prayer, faith, and good works. It's a perfect triple play, if you will. Three things required to help each other and to see us have more effective and powerful results when we pray. Before I finish this podcast, it is important that I give a word of caution about works. Now, let me read a scripture to you that helps us understand how works fit into prayer, faith, and works. It's found in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10 in the New Living Translation. And once again, the Apostle Paul is speaking to the people in Ephesus. Verse number 8 says this, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Verse 9, salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. Verse 10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. We can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Now, so important to understand, I'm teaching on prayer, faith, and good works, and they all go together, and they're crucial, and they help each other. But it's very important to understand that we cannot earn our salvation. We can't give a lot of money to the church and buy our salvation. We can't just go out and say, well, I'm just going to work, work real hard and help people, but I don't need to give my heart to Jesus. I don't need to confess my sins. I'm just going to be a good person, live a good life, and work and help other people, and I'll be fine. No, that's not how it works. God saved you by his grace, verse eight says, when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. That means we can't earn it. It's it's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for all the nice things we do, for all the things where we help people. Helping is wonderful, and it's crucial to our walk with God. But remember, it's important when we talk about works that we understand you cannot just do your works and expect to become a child of God and spend eternity in heaven. We've got to confess our sins. And the Bible says he is faithful to forgive us of our sins. And so if there's anybody out there and you have not given your life to Christ yet, I need to take this moment and ask you to take a second now and just repeat these words. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you've never given your life to him, then just repeat these words and he'll 
will come into your heart right now. Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all ungodliness, all unrighteousness. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I promise for the rest of my life I'll serve Him and serve you. And I thank you for that now, and I receive Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We must see confess our sins. We can't just say, I'm going to be a good person and somehow make it to heaven. It doesn't work that way. So please receive this in a positive way. I know God will richly bless you. Now, let me give you a couple of the scriptures I think that'll help this entire podcast. It's one's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. And it says this, For we live by believing and not by seeing. Basically, what that's saying is that we live by faith and not by sight. We live by the faith that we have and not because of what we see. You see, I've never seen Jesus. I've never seen his face, but I will someday. That doesn't mean I don't have faith to believe in him. And so therefore, I walk by faith and not by sight. And that's crucial to understanding how to have great results in our prayer times, our time seeking faith and doing works in order to see great results. Let me give you another scripture. This one has to do with faith just all by itself. James chapter one, verses two through four in the New Living Translation again. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, listen to that, because all of us will have our faith tested. We know that. So he says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Now listen to that, a chance to grow. That means it won't automatically grow. It'll grow if we have faith and good prayers and good works and trust God and believe in God. Then it says your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. That's pretty powerful. Now, we all say, well, we're not perfect. Well, we are not perfect, but we are perfected through Christ in our relationship with him because he is our righteousness. We're not righteous people, but he is our righteousness because we are people. We are sinful people. We're people that don't deserve God's blessing and God's help and his mercy and his grace. But he loves us so much that he pours it out upon us. And James here is writing to tell us that if you have faith, remember, you're going to be tested. There's going to be a need to have endurance. And endurance is really a statement of works. That's believing and not giving up. It's continuing to pray. It's continuing to have faith and it's continuing to believe. And when we do that, we're going to see great results. There's a scripture that I really like because it's a compliment found in the Word of God from Paul. And it's written in 1 Thessalonians and it's chapter 1, verses I think two or three. Let me just go through these as the Holy Spirit leads us. Basically, he's giving a letter to the Thessalonians wanting to understand about faith and works and things. In verse two in first chapter one, we always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. What he's saying is that I'm thankful that you all pray, that you all have faith, and you all have good works. What that tells me is he's showing us the road to see great results. As I wrap up today's podcast, I got to close with a scripture that I have used several times throughout this podcast and other podcasts that I've done on faith, and it's found in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. So listen to these words, and I hope from all these podcasts that you have gained a better understanding of what this scripture says. I know I have, and it's been a blessing. So I'm reading once again Hebrews chapter 11, verse number one. Faith is the confidence, that means it's the substance, is what he's saying, that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we can't see. Verse two, through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. 
Well, let me just tell you this. This is not days of old, but it certainly is the days that the Lord is moving through his people. And I believe that he's moving through each and every one of us to have greater faith, to spend more time in prayer, to spend time with good works. And because of all that, we're going to see great results in our walk with God as he blesses us and blesses those that we pray for. You know, there's one other scripture that I would like to read that I just saw here at the bottom before we close this up. It's found in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number six. Listen to this. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So I pray that as a blessing to you. And I thank the Lord for this great opportunity I've had to bring these lessons on faith. And I'll be starting a new series. I'll mention that here at the end very, very soon. But this podcast will close out my series on faith. And we've covered an awful lot of territory. And if you'd like to get information on that, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you go there, you'll see a link. When that webpage comes up, you'll see a link there to my podcast. And this is the 199th podcast that we've done. And there were, I believe, 16, 17, podcasts on faith that were there. And then prior months ago, I did another series on faith in a different area. And I pray that that'll be a blessing to you. So with that, I'm just going to close by praying for you and thanking God for this opportunity. Heavenly Father, once again, I give you praise for who you are. And I pray that you would bless those who are listening in. And I pray you would bless them on this teaching on faith. I know you've blessed me. You've helped me to understand faith better. You've helped me to understand what it is to have powerful times of prayer and to do works for you, Lord God to bless others. I thank you for that. I pray that you would bless those, Father, who need faith, who are seeking faith for something they're challenged with right now. And so, Father, I pray that they would exercise that faith and step out in faith to believe that you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond anything we can imagine or even think, Father, according to the power inside of us. That's your word, Lord. And so I pray that you would use it, Father, to bless those who have a need, those who need a touch from you, Lord, to have greater faith. I'll thank you in advance for what's going to take place because I believe we're going to see great results, Father, as we serve a great God, and we give you all the glory and your praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. A moment ago, I mentioned if you would like to have information on these teachings, you can go to my webpage. It's davidcfriendauthor.com. In addition to that, when you go to the webpage, you'll see the link to the podcast, but you'll also see a reference to a number of books that I've written that you might find interesting. There's a book on faith, one on generosity, one on how to get out of debt, a couple of books on helping veterans and how to help veterans with the challenges that they face each and every day. In addition to my webpage, if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshow.com. Com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Well, we're going to move on to a new series of teachings on one word, one huge word, and that's abundance. And I believe when Jesus spoke the words in John chapter 10, verse 10, where he said that Jesus does nothing but to kill, to steal, and destroy, but I've come to give people life and give it to them more abundantly. He's talking about a life that many Christians just never experience. I know for many, many years, I was when I became a Christian, I thought I had to live a life of poverty, that I had to basically just don't try to achieve real hard because I was being boastful and arrogant if I did that. And I had a wrong perspective and I had bad teaching from people on what it 
it meant to be a Christian. But Jesus tells me I can live the abundant life, that I can be more than conquerors. He says that I can have faith and joy and peace and happiness. And he wants me to be a happy person with lots of friends, person of influence rather than a person who is being influenced. So we're going to get pretty deep into the area of abundant living. I'm not going to talk just all about money and how to get rich quick. That's not my goal. That's not my theme. I will touch, I'm sure, in that this new series on abundance on finances just a little bit. But I really want to talk about abundant living. And I, when I think of abundant living, I think of my father. He never made a lot of money, never had a great education, but he lived an abundant life. He was a happy man. He loved Lord. He loved the Lord with all of his heart. He loved his children equally. He served in his church and he loved my mama and he was married to her for just under 60 years before the Lord took him home. But there was a man who lived an abundant life. And I, I know other people who have very great successes in their life, big companies, a lot of money, very influential people, and they're living abundant life as long as they place their hope and their trust and their faith in Jesus Christ and not in their abundance. So you can tell there's a lot to talk about on that topic, and we're going to be doing that in the next topic that comes up. My next podcast, believe it or not, is going to be number 200. Now I say believe it or not, to me, that's quite a milestone to do because in a year and a half, we've now hit our 200 podcast, and I thank the Lord for that. So let me just close this out by making one little statement to you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may he help you to prosper in all things and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So with that, I just pray that you'll be blessed in all that you put your hand to. I pray your faith will increase and that you will experience the joy of the Lord and experience powerful prayers, powerful faith with great results as you help and reach out to others. Thank you for listening in today. And so until next time, may God richly bless you. Thank you so much for listening in to Quality Christian Living.